Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Thursday. This is Seattle Now. Out-of-state health providers are scrambling to find abortion training in states like Washington. Medical residents, family physicians, and OBGYNs in states where abortion is illegal often can't get adequate training there. And because many doctors don't plan to work solely in states where abortion is illegal, states like Washington can fill in the gap. KUOW reporter Eilish O'Neill is here to talk about how Washington State's abortion training landscape changed after the Roe decision and how it's been filling the gaps for other states. But first, let's get you caught up. Business owners who sued the city of Seattle over damage during the Capitol Hill occupied protest have reached a tentative settlement. The suit was filed back in June 2020. It accused the city of enabling the protest, subjecting residents and businesses to property damage and endangering public safety. Documents filed in U.S. District Court yesterday say all claims have been resolved and a formal settlement agreement is being prepared. An attorney for the plaintiffs wouldn't comment. Pour a cold brew out for your hopes to see Starbucks interim CEO Howard Schultz testify before the Senate. Starbucks declined to make him available to speak before the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor and Pensions. The committee, chaired by Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, sent a letter demanding Schultz testify about Starbucks compliance with federal labor laws last week, including accusations of threats and intimidation of employees at the Roastery Reserve store on Capitol Hill. Seattle Times reports in declining the offer, Starbucks argued Schultz would be transitioning out of operational duties next month and therefore isn't the right person to testify on matters of labor. And no, no, don't be fooled by this lovely sunshine or the mini daffodil greens peeking out of the soil. We are deep in the reality of faux spring. The National Weather Service says it's real and they proved it with next week's weather forecast for our area. I won't get into the details yet, but keep your layers handy because winter is not done yet. After the fall of Roe, Washington state became a hub for abortion access. Patients seeking abortion have come to Washington in droves due to restrictions elsewhere. But so have medical professionals, like family medicine physicians working in states where abortion is illegal. They haven't been able to get adequate training in abortion and other termination care. KUOW's Eilish O'Neill has been reporting on this. Now that the Planned Parenthoods in, for example, Idaho are not doing any surgical abortions at all, all the residents who are planning on training there have to come to a state like Washington where abortion is still legal to get that training that they'd counted on. Rachel Chazowski is a medical resident in Idaho. She says that she needs the training to serve rural and underserved communities, especially in emergencies. If I'm on my own out in an ER somewhere that's you know, a helicopter ride away from a bigger hospital and somebody comes in with a miscarriage and profusely bleeding and you need to act now. That's a skill that I need to have. Tyler McShane is a medical resident in the same program. He said the training is standard. I, I think it's pretty simple. Like It's just health care. Abortion care is health care. And so if you are committed to like being able to provide just basic standard of care to your patients, I think feeling comfortable doing abortion care is an important part of that. McShane says he doesn't want to abandon his patients. They deserve this basic care. And if his patients are willing to travel two, three hours for care, he's willing to travel too. Here's Eilish again. 
every state where abortion is now illegal, providers who either want to do abortions in their own practice or just to know how to manage miscarriages and emergencies that can come up over the course of a pregnancy, that all of those providers have to come to states like Washington, states where abortion is still legal, to learn how to perform abortions and terminate pregnancies. Let's establish the kind of care we're talking about here. What kind of training are people seeking out? People are coming here to learn how to do what are called surgical abortions, which are um, used in about half of people who choose to terminate a pregnancy want a surgical abortion, and also in cases of miscarriage and other pregnancy complications, the same procedure is also needed. When a woman comes in, she's having a miscarriage, she's profusely bleeding, it's an emergency situation. They want to have the training to know how to empty that woman's uterus so that the bleeding will end and it can save her life. This is a way to terminate a pregnancy electively, but it is also required in some cases Sometimes after miscarriage, this is a medical procedure beyond the political debate. So physicians are traveling here for training. Are they able to get that training once they are here? What does this kind of access look like for them? It is a lot of logistics on the front end. So they have to arrange with a clinic here that they can get some clinic days where they shadow a provider, you know, have an increasing role in performing the abortions themselves. They need to be licensed to practice in Washington state and have malpractice insurance in Washington state in order to get trained here. And then it's just there's also just the question of money. It costs money to travel here and stay here while you're training here. So logistically speaking, this is not a simple process, Eilish. And what do we know about where people are coming from? We know that people are coming from Idaho to Washington State for training. People are also going from Idaho to Alaska for training. Washington State Planned Parenthood, they expect to have a big influx from states like Texas, where there are a lot of residents who are going to need to get out of state to do this training. When the work is not necessarily legal in the states that these physicians are coming from, what does it mean for them to train for procedures they can't perform. Did anyone talk to you about that? Well, even in states where abortion is illegal, it's technically not illegal to manage a miscarriage as needed. That said, patients in states where abortion is now illegal report a lot of trouble accessing that care because providers are so scared of being accused of terminating a pregnancy. One provider did talk to me about kind of feeling the need to show multiple people on the ultrasound that cardiac activity had ended and before she started treating this woman who was, you know, at risk of needing a blood transfusion and or becoming septic. So there is this delay in treatment because providers are trying to prove that a pregnancy has ended before they terminate it, but it is still legal everywhere in the United States technically. What a complicated situation for patients and providers, Eilish. All right, who is giving this training? Which Washington and Seattle area institutions are plugged into this effort to get physicians trained to provide these procedures? 
In my reporting, I talked to the Planned Parenthood medical director for most of Western Washington, and she said what they're doing right now is trying to prioritize which local residents to train to make room for more out-of-state residents. And it makes sense that other clinics, similar clinics, would be doing the same sort of thing, trying to make space for out-of-state residents to train. Eilish, you have been covering the effects of the Supreme Court decision since the ruling Will Washington continue to play a role nationally around this issue of access to care? I think that Washington is going to play an increasingly large role in both access to care and access to training as time goes on. What could that mean for us? Could states try to crack down on Washington's access to training, on our efforts to try to provide this care? Yeah, it feels speculative, but like Washington state is trying really hard to protect providers here and make sure, for example, that if they perform a legal abortion in Washington state, that then, say, Idaho doesn't cancel their licensure to practice in Idaho. And so it's it's complicated. I'm sure there's going to be kind of a back and forth battle about Washington trying to protect providers and other states trying to figure out ways to punish providers who went out of state to learn how to perform abortions. Really interesting. Eilish O'Neill is a reporter with KUOW. You can find her latest story with many more details about providers coming to Washington in our show notes and follow along with her reporting at KUOW.org. Thanks so much, Eilish. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Brandy Fullwood. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez. Claire McGrain, Brooklyn Jamerson Flowers, Vaughn Jones, and Jenny Cecil Moore. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. Thank you.